Honey Hush is a podcast by a Southern businesswoman who knows a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees. Every week, Elizabeth will discuss up-and-coming and established leaders alike how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you're a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush will teach you that the sweeter the honey, the more bees you'll attract. Community is always more fun than competition. Welcome back to Honey Hush for episode two of season two. The feedback and encouragement that I've received from you listeners really did my heart so much good. And a huge thank you to those of you who took the time to give a rating and a review. That helps this message of community over competition stay in the sound waves. Y'all, it's not easy for me to be vulnerable and start over at this alone. But let's be honest. Clearly, I'm not the best at this tech stuff. So your encouragement has been awesome. But like all of you out there conquering your fears and showing up in spite of your self-defined deficits, I'm going to just keep on learning and keep on growing right alongside of you. on Honey Hush's social media platforms last week, I asked you guys what you like to use to stay organized. Do you use your phone for a digital planner or do you prefer a paper planner? And by large, paper planners are still the go-to resource for keeping everything within tangible reach, especially when you're trying to combine home life with work life, with passion projects, and gosh forbid, you have a social life. (laughs) So let me introduce you to my friends at the Focus Planner. Mariah and Liam are just the cutest couple, and together, they created the Focus Planner. It provides a gorgeous place to keep your life organized and on track. It is a minimalistic approach that is bound in elegance. Y'all, there's even one called Honey with a B on the front. I know which one I'm going to (laughs) get. And if you really want to get fancy, adding your business logo is an option too. Guys, these planners include yearly and monthly goal sheets for reflection, monthly income and expense sheets, week-to-week layout timeframes, and they even offer three different versions depending on where you find yourself. If you're a student, a professional, or you're just needing something in general, these planners might just be from heaven itself. So go to thefocusplanner.com and enter promo code HONEY20 to receive 20% off your order. launch into some really fun interviews in the coming weeks, I want to take this episode to recap and expand a bit on some of the information that was shared in season one. I don't know about you, but reminders of good things really helped me find my alignment and how well I incorporated that information. I mean, how many times have you pinned something on Pinterest or jotted a note in your phone only for it to get lost in outer space somewhere and never get applied to its original intent? I don't want that to be the case for all that encouragement you found last season in Honey Hush. So my big question for you today is, do people even know you? Because I'm guessing that if people really knew you, they would really like you. And because they would really like you, they would probably participate in whatever you have going on if given the chance. They would purchase from you. They would book you. They would vote for you. You get the point. For instance, there are a trillion realtors in my community. Maybe not that many, but there's a lot. We live, you know, I'm in a college community, so, you know, Real estate's a big thing here. But when I think about buying or selling a home, I instantly think of a few people that show up regularly in my social media feeds and physically at local events. And 
you know, of the ones that show up regularly, there are a couple that I know well enough that I would want to do business with. And of that couple that I know well, I'm going to choose the one that I do life with most often, whether virtually online or actually in person. You have the same scenario going on as well as you're building your community. I realize that everyone listening here is not in sales or an individual entrepreneur, but I would bet that just about all of us listening resonate with the desire to have influence on others in a positive way. And that desire for influence is good, is going to be what sets you apart as an emerging leader. I see you teachers championing children via Zoom, and I see you third shift nurse. Influence is not just for salespeople or those with that swipe up option on their Instagram stories. Remember those five levels of leadership that we talked about last season from John Maxwell's book, Five Levels of Leadership? If you have anyone following you for any reason, you are a leader. So those five levels are position, permission, production, people development, and pinnacle. So that first one, position, people are following you because they have to, like you're a parent or you're a supervisor, you're the oldest sibling or your organization title. The second level of leadership is permission. People follow you because they want to. You've got a relationship with them. And in those positional roles from leadership position one, you show genuine interest in your followers outside of what they can just provide for you, which moves you into level three of leadership, production. People follow you because of what you have accomplished. You have results. You are walking the talk and others are wanting that juju to rub off on them too. Level four is people development. People follow you because of what you have done for them. It's that reproduction concept. This is when you can really move deep because your leadership starts to snowball as you develop other leaders to replicate and even rise higher than you. When you can be okay with someone that you've encouraged doing it better than you, you know you're in a good headspace. Then number five, pinnacle. People follow you because of who you are. They respect you. And there's a reason this was this one is called the pinnacle. Not even John Maxwell himself feels as though he has made it to level five. No one good and well, he is the poster child for level five. But this is where people just do what you say regardless of the outcome and they don't hold you responsible if the outcome is less than desirable because your track record is just that good. The Enneagram also plays a huge role in my life almost daily as I navigate different circumstances. We talked a lot about that last season, and for good reason. It's an excellent tool for growing personally as well as growing relationships with others. Because I work from home most days, I could be playing mom, wife, employee, advocate, and business owner all within the same hour. That requires a lot of my brain to evaluate my own intentions as well as the intentions of who I'm dealing with at the moment. My level of leadership, though, varies greatly in each sphere I operate in, but who I am does not vary in the least. I'm an Enneagram 8 with a 7 wing. My positive and negative behaviors are present and within grasp in all situations. Unfortunately, my kids probably get the most raw end of the deal, and my consultation clients probably get the best leadership version of me. That level one positional leadership gets abused sometimes with my kids with the whole because I said so routine, whereas I lean into that level three of production with work and even into level four with personal mentoring. All that to say, 
I don't want you to feel as if you have to be at the same level in all circumstances. I bet even old John isn't rocking it at level five in all areas of his life either. It's a goal, a work in progress, something to be aware of and to strive for. If you're new to Honey Hush, the link I continue to to <laughs> you just get tongue tied sometimes. If you're new to Honey Hush, the link I continue to suggest to you for your initial enneagram dive is eclecticenergies.com. E C L E C T I C energies.com. Choose the free enneagram test. Please post your result and tag Honey Hush on social media. Then, if you want even more information on your type or how your type jives with other types, go to EnneagramInstitute.com. So where do we get the motivation then to move past positional leadership, that level one spot? Motivation, by definition, is just the general desire or willingness of someone to do something. There's extrinsic, intrinsic, interjected, and identified types of motivation. Extrinsic motivation is outside of us. It's told to us, like your boss tells you to do something. Intrinsic motivation is internal. It aligns with your personal values. Introjected motivation is an internal thing that's like, it's linked to guilt. So think about you do things because you feel guilty. And then identified motivation is see a need, feel a need. Fulfilling lives and careers are mostly made up of intrinsic and identified motivations. The ones that are, you know, internally aligning with personal values and that you see a need and you're feeling it. I hope that you're in a career and life position that reflects and aligns with your personal values and you see the need that your service can fill in other people's lives. I'm not a numbers person and details are not my thing. So I am very thankful that accountants see a need in my life and they feel it. So many of you give extra hours outside of work to volunteer organizations that move the needle towards reform and change in underserved situations. We find value by giving our time and talents to things that we feel make a difference. When we don't, that's when that hamster wheel feeling creeps in on you. You start asking yourself, what am I doing? I mean, there has to be more, right? And maybe there is more. If you're strictly doing something because you're told to do it or out of guilt, it may be time to reevaluate your situation and consider other options. And what if your motivation is just the paycheck or perceived status? Y'all, there's just so much more to life than money and fame. Your motivations will tell you a lot. Book recommendations that I'm constantly referring people to to help them refine their motivations are from, are from one of my most favorite people, Bob Goff. Um, he's got two books that I just love. One's called Love Does and Everybody Always. I mean, right now, go to your local bookstore and pick up both of those books by Bob Goff, Love Does and Everybody Always. People do business with people that they know and people that they like, as well as people that they think like them. And here's the secret. People can also sniff out your real motivations. Bob Goff talks a lot about in his books about doing a lot of what you truly love. Your followers, customers, clients, like they can tell if you're really being authentic or if you're just wanting something from them. But when you're in that groove of doing things that truly light up your soul, that sort of attraction is strong. But if people do not know you, then how can they get to like you? This quarantine season has made this increasingly difficult. 
And I'm not entirely sure when things are ever going to get back to the way that the way that the way they were before. Insert social media. And look, I completely understand if you're not a big social media fan. But if you want to win in the marketplace, you have got to be a part of the marketplace. And right now, a lot of that market is on social media predominantly. So let's first get anything potentially embarrassing or incriminating off of your feed, especially a personal feed. And second, let's make sure that your friends and you follow all your business parts, your business partners, potential customers, and yes, your competition too. Never count out a business relationship developing with somebody that you find in your same industry. Follow people that you want to know more about and who you want to know more about you. And third, post about things that represent who you are. If you like hunting, post pictures of you hunting. If you have a family, post pictures of your family doing fun things together. If you have found a fantastic shopping promo code, post it. If you're reading a cool book, post a quote from that book that struck an inspiration chord with you. Social media is meant to create community in a digital way, not to replace authentic real-time communities. It's to bridge a gap of absence that we have right now until, the, until we're able to physically be in the presence of real community again. Think of social media as a digital business after hours. If you were at a chamber event, you would first show your face, drop your card in that little fishbowl, grab your favorite snack, right? I mean, and then you go find a friend to chat with about her kids, your kids, your pets, dogs, that vacation that you had to cancel. And then eventually that conversation naturally diverts to business and how you can help one another out. It works the same way online with social media. You just have to be intentional with it, with your personal accounts, as well as any business accounts you run. So let's make a plan to tell your story, right? You're going to say who you are. Who are you at work and away from work? What do you like to do? Non-business things and business things. Where do you work? Of course, check with your corporate policies with your employer. You know, sometimes there's rules and things with different businesses and companies, but within guidelines, share wins from your day. What's a day in the life of an accountant, you know? And don't be afraid to brag if you win an award or are recognized for an achievement. How can you help others? Simplify the process and make it really easy for people to access you. And then when? When will you show up? I want you to be confident in what you do and in yourself enough to post three to five times per week at a minimum. But don't get too happy about it. You know, I don't want you posting more than three times a day or you're going to mess up your algorithms and you're going to think I've told you something wrong. So a minimum of three to time, three to five times a week, but no more than three times a day. Things certainly are different in terms of how we can show up in our communities, but eventually and hopefully very soon, we're going to be able to return to a more in-person interaction. But in the meantime, do not lose your foothold in the places of leadership where you were building before the pandemic. Use this time to grow new community spaces and form new authentic relationships. Come out of this thing stronger and more equipped. Zone in on your motivations. Refine your behavior patterns and be intentional in taking another step up the leadership ladder. I really am convinced that we're going to look back at 2020 and see this as a gift that we never ask for. It will be that ugly sweater that we secretly love because it reminds us of something special. 
No doubt 2020 has been ugly, but the time of involuntary isolation has brought me to a place that's so special because it's a place of clarity and peace that I'm just not sure would have occurred any other way. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your social media. Let others know about the value that they can find here too. And don't forget to tag Honey Hush as well. I want to hear from you. So be sure to comment on post and feel free to send feedback to honeyhushhive at gmail.com. Until next time, keep the honey flowing.